0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
1: Well, good afternoon. You're listening to Loving That Sports Talk. This is your host, Chris. So, today's show is going to be all about college football. It's been a while, and our one of our guests Uh, He used to be on talking college football. We finally got him back on again, and his his name is Mark Fossen. How are you doing today, Mark?
2: I am fantastic. Um, Really excited to be back on and talk about some college football, man.
1: Oh, it's been a while. You know, we always we love to have you on because you know you're the one that, that that gives us all the ins and outs of what's going on with college, and you know keeps everyone informed.
2: You know, I spend probably too much time watching college football and <laughs> reading about it
0: and
2: going online, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a passion of mine, and I'm excited to talk about it. Great.
1: And, of course, we all always have with us James. How you doing today, James?
3: Oh, Chris, you know, it's just crazy how, you know, I put an APB out on the market. Nobody's seen him, but, you know, now Alabama <laughs> winning. You know, he pops up. I don't know why, but you know, we'll see why when we get to talking, right?
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. He he did he did tell me before you came on. He said he's been listening to the show, so he's expecting something different.
3: That's that's
2: I've been that's, following that's you guys. Awesome. I I listened to the last couple there with was, was it Terry Billups. Man, he was a great guest, so he said the bar high, but uh it's uh I'm excited to talk to you guys. Perfect. Well,
1: we love having you on. So, you. okay, guys, Absolutely. let's let's let, let, let's get let's get going into what's going on with college football. And the big thing that happened this past weekend was UCLA fired their head coach Jim Jim Mora. You know, after losing to USC on Saturday. So, my my first question to you, Mark, is, you know, was this the right time to fire Mora?
2: Uh you know, it's never a good time, but I think you know the the thought process that they had was that you know they definitely were wanting to get in on the whole Chip Kelly sweet steak. And the longer that you wait, the the more other teams have a chance to talk to him and pitch their uh, you know pitch their program and get him to to uh, to sign up with them. And I mean, it's uh, you know you hate to see that just in the middle of the year somebody getting canned. Um, but I think you know I think Mora kind of. We're his welcome a little bit um, in L.A. He just, uh, you know, he started off pretty hot. They, you know, had some success against USC right off the bat, and he really, you know, had the program kind of trending in the right direction, and then they just uh, kind of fell flat the last, you know, three years. And um, it just didn't seem, I mean, even with, you know, kind of a world-class talent at quarterback, you know, Josh Rosen, um, you know, they still can manage to have, you know, winning seasons, so... I think it was time for him to go. I think he was ready. I think they were ready. And, uh, you know, again, the timing wasn't all that great as far as it being in the middle of the season, but or actually at the end of the season. But, uh, you know, I think it was the right
3: choice on their part. Yeah. Yep. James? What you, you know, Mark, it's, it's funny about the program like that, Mark. You, know, you can sit there, you can't feel bad for the coach until you look at it. They walk away still when they get fired, being all like twelve or thirteen million. You tell me, I can't sit at home and just sit there and make. 'Cause they still gonna get that money, but, but the thing right. about those programs, too, Mark. You know, UCLA's or Alabama and all that, is they get the, the the high. I mean, the great, the top side athletes. So these schools expecting them to win, you know, not to lose. But, you know, like the smaller schools. So, you know, you can't feel bad for these coaches. You know, if they're not winning because you get five-star athlete and you're not winning right. they're like come on now i mean look they're already talking about getting rid of harbaugh from michigan you know he he got a winning record but they want the championship
2: right mark yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean he he definitely i mean harbaugh came in with super high expectations and you know i think he's definitely changed the culture of that program as well and um you know but they have they haven't won the big game you know they've lost uh, to michigan state and they've lost right. to ohio state and uh you know that's going to that's going to really tick off their fan base and yeah you know, it, is, it is it's it's a, a it's a high stakes business man it's a you know if you're not winning and and um you know you got these donors that are uh you know donating millions and millions of dollars you know they're going to get mm-hmm. antsy and and you know they want to they want to have bragging rights you know it's just it's funny how college sports works but you know people that go to their schools and you know <clears throat> that, that graduate from the schools that we're talking about they're really passionate about uh about winning and it's kind of like having skins on the wall it becomes really personal for people and uh you know that when somebody starts going downhill you know the it uh it gets ugly pretty quick and you know i think that's the case with Mora. i do think that you know harbaugh it's only his third year there. This year they are extremely young, um, and I think their future is really bright. I think next year they're going to be really good. But uh, yeah, there there is. I have heard some some whispers about that too. But um, I mean, who who are you going to get that's a better coach than Jim Harbaugh there at Michigan?
3: I mean, that, that just doesn't even make any sense. I I don't yeah. I don't know what Chris records that or what she got, but you know this name they're throwing around is a horrible coach. So Chris don't have it on her thing. I'm gonna bring him up, and I want to see what y'all going think. But you're right, though. Who else are they gonna get? You know, and you know, because if you look at it, you know, I think I talked to Chris about this a long time ago. In the NFL, the same coaches when they get fired, they come back to another team. They circle around the same coaches, and then the um, college football is kind of hiring so many, you know, coaches. But the, the good, the coaches that supposed to be good go to the good school. You know, you never see them go to. a... Uh, um, that was Chance State School. You know they always get back to Florida or something. Like I don't see how the hell Chip Kelly got to get back in. He was horrible. But that's another show.
2: Come on, Chip Kelly that's horrible?
3: That's Come on, James. horrible coach. No, no,
1: no he, he's he's no he he's a good college coach. He's not a good yes. NFL coach.
3: For certain, exactly. College now. You know? I
1: mean, well, him, he'll, he'll still ex- stay with college. I, I I I agree.
2: Yeah, but I mean, for him, I mean, I think his record at Oregon was forty six and seven over over four years. Three, you know, four BCS bowls. I mean, he was a great college coach. It didn't work out in the NFL so much for him. Um, you know, his first year in Philly, he did pretty well. But then after that, it kind of it really got ugly quickly for, for Kelly there. But I, I do think you know, there's just something too. Some coaches are just really better served being college coaches than NFL coaches. I know we've talked about that before on the show, but um, I think Jim, or, uh, Chip Kelly, rather, is definitely uh, you know a college coach at heart, and uh, you know just his system, it just didn't seem to translate it that well to the NFL. And I think he tried to shake things up there at the end of his tenure in, in San Francisco and kind of get away from what he was really. Um, made him successful in college, and it just it just never never really translated. So, but I think anybody that gets him is going to be in good shape. I really do. Yeah. yeah. All
1: right. So I actually have a, a second question regarding Jim Mora and, and UCLA. So if UCLA had beaten if UCLA, UCLA had beaten USC this past weekend, would Mora still be the
2: coach? Mark. I don't think so. I really don't. And I, you know, it's one thing had, you know, had USC gone in there and like a lot of people expected this year, maybe if SC was undefeated, just having an unbelievable year and, and, you know, UCLA goes in and upsets them and, and, you know, gets their whole fan base all fired up. But, you know, I think this SC team wasn't all that great this year. And um, so I don't think the win carried as much juice as it might have um, if had things gone the way USC wanted to this year. So I don't think so. I think, you know, I think those decisions are made kind of, you know, weeks prior to that. And I think once you have moved on, you've moved on. And, um, you know, it would have been a lot more difficult for their administration to, you know, announce his firing right after they win that game. But uh, it didn't happen that way. And I, I, I just don't think... You know, they may have waited a week or so and then kind of gone with the whole, hey, yeah, we evaluated him after the season was over and this is what we decided. Because, I mean, that would be, you know, you know, a couple of days after a big win like that, that would have been pretty poor timed. But I think that they'd made up their mind and they were ready to move in another direction. So yeah.
3: that's what I think. Yeah, I agree because I had heard that, um, uh, um, uh, they was tired of moving to USC. That's their rival. I mean, it's like Wyoming. Uh, We play Colorado State, and it's a boot you win. And they really don't care about any other game. They do, but they want to win that game because it's like bragging rights. I think they say, you still lost the last three years from USC. And it's like what you say, Mark. I think when these boosters, they have their mind that, hey, they you know, No matter if you beat, you know, or if you beat the New England Patriots, you know, they have it where, you know, the season, they feel, you know, let's move on, you know, let's not try and waste it. Let's get them out of there early so we go get recruiting done, you know. So that's why I sure. think they did that, too. Because, I mean, I looked at that guy, um, Texas A&M, he a shooter. Shoots his name, I think it is. Remember that? He lost to UCLA the first game. They was pissed because UCLA came back. But he had a winning oh, record. The black, mm-hmm. so what's his name from Texas A&M? What's his name? Kevin, Kevin Sumlin. Yeah. Oh, so, Sumlin, I yeah. mean, he still has – I looked at his record, he's still winning. I mean, but they got in their mind, they want him out. because You know what I'm saying? So, they already said yeah, that after that, the
2: last – Absolutely. No, I think you're I'm, – I'm totally with you on that one. I think that – yeah, you're right. I think this whole season, the A&M administration, after that first game against UCLA when they blew that 34-point lead or whatever it was, I think they had uh their sights on getting rid of Kevin someone and oh, man yeah. I I think M had actually had a pretty decent year considering know, some the injuries they had and you know yeah. the division the that they play in and uh yeah that was uh that's interesting actually but now yeah, it looks like, like he's off. definitely gone there was a report in the uh Houston Chronicle that they're they're going to fire him after the LSU game no matter if he wins or loses which is oh. That's pretty brutal to get that to leak that yeah. out before the game is really rough. Yeah,
3: I yeah. think he only had like three losses, Mark. I mean, he got a good record. I mean, probably not good for us, but um, I mean for them. But I look at you know three losses and who they in. I mean, you know, yeah. So you you know like you and, say like um, more they had their, their sights to get rid of him, probably beginning of because They were losing some games that I mean I was like wow you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they just had, I mean, UCLA just had just a complete defensive collapse all year. I mean, their defense was, was god-awful, and that's kind of more as calling Card. I mean, he's a defensive-minded guy. That's what he, you know, grew up as a defensive coordinator, and, and so, you know, when, you're, when your side of the ball as a head coach, the one that you're known for, goes awry, uh, then it's just kind of like, well, if you can't fix it, then we need to get somebody else in here that can fix it, so... Yeah. Um, right. I think the writing was on the wall for him.
1: All right, so, so you know what, we're we we're, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about college football. So we'll be right back.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
4: Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune into Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the games past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else—football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports.
1: So we left off a little bit ago, we've been talking about college football, and we were talking about Jim Mora and UCLA, and then we started to talk a little bit about Chip Kelly. So I, I want to go in and talk about that a little bit more. So Chip Kelly has been interviewing for head coaching jobs at both Florida and UCLA. Uh, which team would be a better fit for Kelly? Mark? Mark?
2: You know what? I, I think he's going to be successful in either either of those positions, honestly. I think, you know, you, you think of him as kind of a cultural mismatch, I guess, in the South. You know, he's kind of, he's from New Hampshire. He's kind of got that, uh, you know, kind of like Boston kind of has, uh, personality um, that probably wouldn't necessarily fit in with some of the, like, the Southern, you know, the Florida kind of folks there, but... um you know, as just as far as, like, developing and winning a, in a program, I think Florida would be awesome because, I mean, right now, the SEC is just in complete disarray. I mean, there's probably going to be five or six coaching changes. And, um, I mean, you've got Alabama, of course, to deal with, but that's, that's basically it. I mean, if if he, you know, ended up getting that Florida job, I think right away Florida has got to be the second best program in the, in the SEC. So... I think it would work there, um, but again, you know, it is, it is it's is—it is—it's—it's kind of one of those positions where you're, you know, expected to kind of glad hand all the boosters and, and do all the other kind of extracurricular stuff, and um, it doesn't really fit with his personality, so I think there would definitely be kind of an understanding if he took that position that that wouldn't be necessarily his role. He would have to kind of defer to other people to do that and just kind of concentrate on coaching and recruiting and, I think he would be successful there. And then you got UCLA that's uh you know, right in the heart of LA and they have just an unbelievable recruiting base right there. I mean that's you know, one of the most fertile grounds in all of the US for for getting talent um right there in your backyard and um but you know the Pac twelve, I mean the the coaching in the Pac twelve is in my opinion considerably better than the SEC right now. And you've got a lot of established programs. I mean S C with Clay Helton and everything, they're always going to be, you know, the number one team in LA. Um, so you have that to contend with. And then you got, you know, David Shaw at Stanford and Chris Peterson at Washington. I mean, those are, you know, two top 10 coaches out there. So uh, it's hard to say. Um, I mean, I think his road to success might be a little tougher at UCLA considering all those things, but, um, but he might be a better fit there just for him personally and for his enjoyment and his, you know, lifestyle and everything else. So I'd love to see him. I mean, either place I think would be fantastic. It would be a great story. Um, you know, UCLA's kind of been one of those teams that's, you know, you always hear how oh, they're a sleeping giant, you know, UCLA. I mean, they're right there. They're in L.A. I mean, if you've ever been to their campus, it's unbelievable. It's beautiful it's in a really nice part of LA and then they've got you know they play their games at the Rose Bowl which is amazing Um, but they just don't have you know the tradition that SC has and kids growing up you know they want to play at SC I mean it's just as simple as that and SC has that kind of national recruiting base too where they go get people from anywhere and uh, so they you know they're always going to have better players and uh, so that that makes it tough but uh, you know I think Chip at, at UCLA would be really interesting. I think he would get gain a ton of momentum and get some of those, you know, some of those local LA guys to play there at UCLA, and you know, make it kind of a cool school again. So, either way, it's going to be fun to watch, though, for sure.
1: Sure, sure. And James, what, what do you say about, think, uh, about
3: which would be a better fit for Kelly? I think he'd be great at a school. I think he's on the East Coast. It's called Bottom University. Because he's a bum. That's exactly what he is. He's a horrible coach. He goes in programs. And he everybody like, oh, he's so great his first year because he's coming out with that uh, no huddle offense. And and they, you know, shot people there. And the next year, he tears up an a organization. Because every way he went, he ruined organizations, he ruined Philly. He ruined San Francisco. He ruined, you know, I just think, It'd be good back on the east coast with Cornell, Yale and all them called Bum University. Because you gotta go in there and have all these great athletes and ruin them, March. You go to Florida, you gotta have the top five and ruin it. You go to U C L A, you gotta school that's you know, like you like you say always, you know, getting great. Everybody wanna go to Cali, be U C L A and ruin that. So it'd be great, good good at a school, you know, division three called Bum University. Right, Mark James,
2: James. What? I think you have to di- differentiate between his pro coaching career and his college coaching career. Because his coaching college coaching, coaching career coaching. has been unreal, unreal. No, a, I mean, well, where was that? A Boise? what he with to Boise? Right? No, 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 no. No, he was at New Hampshire, and he came out of nowhere, and he's just like this, you know, football genius, and uh, put New Hampshire on the map for for their lower division. And then went to Oregon, and, I mean, look, that school, you know, it did have some positive momentum. Mike Vlade was there. He was a good coach. But, I mean, he obviously took them to uncharted waters. You know, they played for two national championships. And Eugene, Oregon, man, that is way, way up there. It is off of the radar of a lot of people. And so for him to get recruits there and um, build that program into a top five program when he was there Uh, I think is unbelievable and uh, so obviously it didn't work out that well in the pros and I know he he's he's kind of an abrasive guy he's not uh, you know he's not all uh, you know rainbows and unicorns and hugs and all that but uh, i tell you what he, he he built that program at Oregon to and took them you know further than anyone ever has and probably ever will.
3: Okay, give it two years, it'll be you'll be talking about this again. You'll be like, "Yeah, you're right." He's you say university of Florida, and I'm just gonna sit back and listen. and Let you talk, Mark. <laughs> All right, buddy.
2: We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I I I, I think he's gonna be great. I really do. Okay.
1: I, I I tend to agree with you, Mark. Because as far as you're right, there's, there's a you have to differentiate between college and and the NFL and. And yeah, he was never an a NSL coach. He should never have been in there. But as far as a college coach, you know, he 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 had it. I mean, he was. You know, his 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 record proves what he did. So you're absolutely correct.
2: So, Definitely, it'll um, be interesting to see. Well, I heard yeah, too that Luke, I guess Tennessee Luke, and Luke,
1: in a couple of years we'll mark it down.
2: Exactly. For sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna write this one down. Um, but I guess Tennessee also offered him a job, and um, and Nebraska, you know, uh, gauged his interest. And yeah, it sounds like he has it down to to Florida and UCLA, and should have a decision here in the next couple of days. So it's it's gonna be great for college football. It really is. I I just I think you know he would be so interesting in the SEC just to bring that offense out there to see how you know I mean SEC is obviously known for, for their defensive prowess and I mean sometimes those games can be kind of a snooze fest um, you know the one team that really had that offensive mojo going back in the day was Florida you know, Gators and so um, to get that back to, to Florida I think would be pretty awesome and again just that rivalry between UCLA and USC eh, would be amazing too so can't can't lose either way I'm really excited to see how that plays out
3: yeah.
2: Or bum university, James, as you said. I don't know. I
3: think maybe they're looking for a coach. Too. That's my pick. Division three. That's my pick, Mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you guys uh, kind of mentioned about all these different coach coaching moves. I had read um, that there's going to be up to like forty different coaching changes um, in in the off season, and you know that that may not be a lot, but it seems like, you know, that's quite a few teams that are that are getting, you know, moved around. Um how does that affect the, the team when when that happens?
2: Mark? Well, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be really difficult for a lot of teams and and a lot of coaches and I just think I don't think there's enough coach enough really good coaches to fill the positions that are going to be vacated. I mean, I, you know, I think it's funny you look at you know we we're talking about Kevin Sumlin at 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 Texas A&M and I think he's going to you know he's definitely going to get ousted but I mean he's again he's done a great job there he really has and I don't know you know there's reports that A&M is going to try to go after Jimbo Fisher at, at Florida State um but if they don't get him I uh, I just don't I don't see who they're going to get that's better than than Sumlin and it, it's it's hard I mean I you know my school Went through that not too long ago with uh, the whole, you know, Mac Brown leaving and then and then Charlie Strong coming in, and um, mm-hmm. it was tough for for Charlie Strong to come in and just kind of try to, uh, you know, build his culture with with the players that Mac Brown had recruited, and you know, it takes a couple of years really. There's a lot of flow and trying to get the the players to to a- adjust to your culture and. You know, and and it usually starts off pretty poorly, as it did for for Charlie, unfortunately. And um, it's hard to get that momentum back. And, you know, there's unrealistic expectations out there. And, you know, it's just kind of like a a vicious cycle. It's like a grinder. And, you know, there's only really, I don't know, five or six really, truly elite coaches out there. And um, the rest are just kind of, you know, hope to get lightning in a bottle and, and hope that they... You know, how we're left a, a, a decent team when they when they take over. So, um, yeah, I don't see how um, you know some of these moves. I mean, like Brad Bielema at Arkansas. I just I don't I don't see who you know Arkansas is going to get that's going to be better than than Bielema. I mean, he's he's a proven winner. He won three Big Ten titles at uh, at Wisconsin. I mean, the guy hasn't forgot how to coach. He's just you know not every season is going to be you know just a a perfectly great season and, and, you know, just the, the impatience from, from administrations and fan bases really, I think lead to some hasty moves. And, and when you don't get the right coach, it really sets your program back. Um, and again, you know, I go back to Texas, they, I mean, they've been struggling here for the past you know six, seven years and, um, you know, finally made a bowl this year, but they're, you know, they're still not where they used to be. And, uh, he was having consistency with that position, at the head coaching position, I think, you know, is really important to for long term success for these schools.
3: Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, Chris, let me pick a fight with Mark real quick, Chris. Give, all right, go
1: right a, ahead. I'll stand up. Oh.
3: I'm, I'm glad you said that, Mark, because let's start off with one. Charlie Strong was on the end out before he got there. They didn't want him there anyway. You know that. The booster, all them said We didn't want him.
2: The booster came out and called him that name. Remember? Uh, oh yeah. Remember it was it yeah. Red McCombs. He's he's a, yeah. he owned the uh, yeah. Vikings for a while, and he's a yeah, super so. super wealthy Texas booster. And yeah, he said that. Yeah, he's he's not a head, he's not head coaching material. Yeah. He's more of a coordinator or a um, position coach. It was it was horrible. It really was horrible. So yeah, so let's go
3: with that. We we start Joseph, but you said something I was gonna say. Some of these coaches are not coaches for that school. I don't care what they done and all like that. You're not right for that. I knew Charlie wasn't right for that school. You don't fit in, you know. I mean, it's just something. And it's almost like even with the NFL, Joseph don't fit in for the Broncos. No way. Ooh, you know God. what I'm saying? So you're right, Mark. Some of these coaches they get because they're scrambling. And they fill in and they give them three years, and they well, five year contract, but only them be there for two because they wait for somebody else that they really want to, you know. But, I mean, it's just crazy why you put that coach in that spot, you know, and they don't fit. You know, that's why I keep telling you, Chip Kelly got fit for the right school. These other coaches, when they leave, they got to be at the right school. They want to go to these big schools, Nebraska and all like that. But you don't fit in. I don't care how great of a coach, you're not going to make it. You agree, right? With
2: Mark? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't know why Charlie Strong didn't work out of Texas. It's um, you know, I do think, in spite of you know this whole Red McCombs quote and everything else, I really think the fan base was on board with it. I mean, everybody, you know, at least the people that I talked to, they, everybody was kind of ready for Mac Brown to get out of there, which you know he he overstayed his welcome, kind of, you know, he pulled a a Bobby Bowden and stayed about three or four years too long. Um, So I think everybody was ready to move on from from Mac, and, um, you know, Charlie seemed like the right guy. They, you know, had some defensive difficulties uh, at the end of Mac's tenure, and, you know, you figured, you know, plug Charlie in there and get the defense right. You know, it seemed like they had great players, you know, just get somebody to scheme a little bit better. And um, and he and Charlie was also known as a great recruiter, which he really did well at Texas too. But um, yeah, just for whatever reason, that just did not did not work out long term. And you know, um, I think at the end of his tenure, I think everybody was ready for him to go too because it just didn't work out. You know,
3: and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. him go? Right. <laughs> what's
1: that? So, you know what? Hey guys, we're gonna have to take a break. When we come back. We'll we'll pick up more on this when we come back. We're we'll right back.
0: Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. You're listening to Loving That Sports Talk. This is your host, Chris.
1: Chris. And again, you know, we're we're still talking college football. Mark, you're still with us.
2: Of course, I'm here.
1: Ah, uh, it's uh, it's always good to have you on. And James, you're 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 getting you're giving it good. You're giving it good today. If you're with me, well, with your,
3: your. I just got the you know, with the FBI and all that, and I told them I found Mark. They're like, "Wow, where was it?" I am like,
1: They ah. <laughs> they've had they've had a." A search on for him for
3: quite a few months. So, yeah, he was on the ten wanted you know, and they're like, "How did you find him?" I'm like, "Oh, that's another story." You know, all I got to do is get rid of Charlie Strong and have a bad program for them, and we find
1: them. <laughs> then he wants to come on to talk? <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: it was depressing last year, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. So, all
1: right, Baker Mayfield, he's a quarterback for oh, Oklahoma. Boy. Um, He's in the running for the Heisman Trophy. However, Mayfield's actions, both on and off the field, are being questioned. During the Oklahoma University versus Kansas game, he was seen making a a, a kind of crude gesture and yelling some profanity at the Kansas sideline. Mayfield was also arrested in February with public intoxication, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and fleeing. So my question to you, Mark, to, to start off with, Should Mayfield's actions be considered when it comes to the Heisman?
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's going to matter, though, this year, honestly. He's got such a massive lead on the rest of the field. There's not anybody that you can really plug in there that would make sense as a Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, if he does something, another, you know, if his antics get, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to button it down for the rest of this year. But if he were to... You know, uh, do something here. The last couple of games, I don't know. I just there's really just nobody else in that in that race. I mean, Saquon Barkley is faded hard, and uh, you know Bryce Love's been kind of dinged up. I mean, those are the only two other. I mean, I guess Lamar Jackson, but I mean, I think everybody's kind of kind of got tired of that whole scene. I mean, he's probably got numbers to compete with him, but I just you know the way that that Louisville ended last season and. Um, you know, he's had a great year, but it's just, you know, he's not going to get, he's not going to get to be a, going to be a repeat Heisman winner. Um, so, you know, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that keep him off their ballot. Um, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I think he's going to end up winning in a landslide and, you know, we're all going to have to deal with that guy's mug in our face for a while, unfortunately. Mm.
1: James?
3: Before I give my answer, um, I just want to let our guests know, Chris. Uh, We had Mark on uh, a lot before, and I just love when he come on and talk college football. I just want to let you know that Mark, it's good talking to and I know you know a lot, and like we met you, but we're really glad to have you back for real. For real. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's great to be back. Well, let me let me rip into you now because we're glad to have you back. You know, I totally agree with you on, but you know what? You got to look at those two, marks. these kids. Now, look back at Jameis Winston. Remember, he jumped up on the table when he was in college and played with his nuts. Yep. You know, that's not nuts right. from Christmas, chestnuts. Those are nuts, you know. But um, Jameis Winston, um, um, the guy for the Panther, what's his quarterback name? Um Cam name. He did something yeah. in college, remember? And all these guys go and do something crazy, and, you know, we look at, like, oh, that character they shouldn't. You know, it was Johnny Mazzell. Remember, he was, after the game, he did the money. After the game, he was partying and doing, you know. But, you know, mm-hmm. you look at, they, everybody keeps saying, they're kids in 1920. And I look back what I did in college, too. We did some crazy right. stuff at the game. Uh, you know, just never got caught. So, you know, I see what he did. He was frustrated. But you can't take what he did on the field. You know, the NFL going to have to deal with that and look back and say, hey, this guy got problems. Look at the other guys that was in college. Jameis Winston, they still have a problem in school. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, they still have a problem when they come to NFL, you know, so that's going to be on them to look at and say, you know, he did this in college, don't think he's going to do it in here, you know what I'm saying, I have more freedom, so they work for that award, oh, exactly. you know, he's, he's, he's a jerk, they work for that award, and you know, give him the yeah, award, I mean, you he, know, if he doesn't go If
2: you think he's obnoxious now, just wait till he gets like $10 million in his bank. Oh yeah, he, oh yeah. I mean, that guy, he's, you know, he's definitely... If there's a, another vote, not for the Heisman, but for the for the D bag of the year, he he wins that one easily. Uh, that's a that's yeah. a runaway. It'd be unanimous. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just uh, and actually, I don't know if you guys have seen the the tape of him. Uh, it's pretty amazing when he is fleeing from that cop. Yeah, it's on the internet, but he gets uh, he gets absolutely drilled. That that cop should. Uh, should think about signing up for the Arena League or something. He really drilled him into the fence, but um, yeah, it's
3: uh, it's I don't a pain, know why he you know? Did I, I, just,
2: that. Well, I, I know, yeah, he got he got absolutely destroyed. I mean, that was amazing. Um, but yeah, he doesn't see you know, and it's the thing that bothers me about him is that he he does these things and then he gets on, you know, he he gets interviewed and he you know. Does this like real super sincere apology and you know, like we should feel bad for him or something? And then you know, he just goes out and does it again, you know, two weeks later. So I'm over him. I think he's going to be just one of those people that everybody is like really sick of by the time he actually gets to the pros. And um, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure he's going to be a great NFL quarterback, but I really hope the Broncos don't take him, honestly, because that would really bum me out. <laughs>
3: I mean, seriously. So- I think I'd have to
1: Hey just
3: Chris. Move on. Hey Chris. Yes. Can I have five minutes of your show real quick or ask Mark something?
1: Go right ahead.
3: Well you brought that up, Mark, about these kids. What's your take? I know we're going somewhere else, but with these guys from USC, U C L A that went over to China and stole. And then what's your take on the dad, you know? One of my take is you go to another country and steal, you got money, something wrong. Your parents healed because anytime time you go in a store and got money, you know, you go going to steal your klepto. To the daddy to shut up. Enough is enough. You know, but the media making him a star, and I think that's what he's doing. But my take is, like you say, these college kids, you know, like football, they're going to do stupid stuff. Jamie Winston, remember he stole some um, crab legs, from a grocery store. You probably be the number one draft pick, and you go going to steal crab legs. But you think these kids are just kids, and they making stupid mistakes, Mark, and just like, you know. Yeah.
2: I don't, I, you know, I don't know why, like, I, I I think it was so stupid, obviously, and yeah, I mean, the ball, I mean, they're going to have plenty of money, you know, they're, um, you know, they're already making money off of their brand, and, you know, you know, of course, Lonzo uh, being, a, you know, the, the first, second pick in the draft and all that, so yeah, I don't know, you know, it's, it is kind of a deeper thing, like, yeah, do people steal stuff just because they're like, you know, they get the thrill of it, and they're just like, whatever, but yeah, I think, you know, more than likely, um, LaMelo, I believe is his name, was, you know, probably the ringleader of the whole thing, um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I just, I think worse crimes have occurred, you know, than stealing a pair of shades, but it is just kind of a disrespectful thing, and it's obviously really, really stupid to do that in a foreign country, I mean, you just, you're just leaving your brains at the table when you, when you, when you make that move. Um, but as far as just being an egregious crime, I mean, it, there's obviously been worse, but that one's just like a, just a boneheaded thing that you're, it's hard to explain, really. I don't really get it.
3: Yeah, and the well, way I brought that up, because I know when we were going to Hawaii and college football team, a lot of players on there were still, you know, stuff. I'm like, are you guys, What do, you know, I just don't get it. What were they doing, you know? And it's like. You see these guys and guys do things. I mean, you look at it like um, why? But it's a bonehead thing, and everybody keeps saying, "You yeah, remember that nineteen years old? they kids, you know that you
2: know." So and, you, know, that, you know, and that's 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 part of the deal, you know. It's just they're, they're they are so young. I mean, I was I was an idiot. I didn't necessarily steal anything when I was that age, but I mean, I did a lot of stupid stuff. Um, yeah. That some I got caught, some I didn't, you know. But. Um, it, yeah, that just—you'd think that um, someone in that position and and being in a foreign country, you know, would have the sense to to, to not do that. But it happened, and yeah, Levar—that's the dad's name. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's quite something. He's he's just um, omnipresent anymore in the media. He gets, he's just in my face at all times, even though I don't have any reason to want to hear him talk, but uh, I don't think he's doing those kids. At this point, He's, you know, everybody knows who the ball kids are. It's, he should just really go in a bunker for, you know, 10 yeah. years and leave us all alone. He's not doing yeah. those kids any good. He really isn't.
1: So we're going to take our last break. When we come back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about more about what's going on, and I want to talk about the college football playoff. We'll be right back.
0: your internet flagship station for sports.
1: So we have our last bit of stuff to talk about. But before I move forward, guys, did you want to talk a little bit more about the balls? Lavar and no, his sons, I, no, are you guys done?
2: I'm done. I never all want right. to talk about the balls again in my life.
1: <laughs> I uh, I'm sorry to say, but um, that the, the family is going to keep being in your in your dreams. So oh, he, he's going to make sure that we, we all know know them in and out.
3: So. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to tell you how, I'm tell how bad it is. I rather listen to Trump. So you know what that tells you, shit. Exactly. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, oh, my God. Yeah, let's not yeah.
1: even go there. Yeah. <laughs> <Not bad enough. laughs> All right. So college football playoffs. So they they just got through uh, kind of adjusting things yesterday, and the only change they made was Miami got Miami and Clemson got moved around. Miami's now in second, and Clemson's in third. Um. The other thing that's going on this week is Rivalry Week. So, Rivalry Week. So, there's going to be a lot Mm -hmm. of um, pretty good games this weekend that could cause some upsets. Um, My first one is uh, Alabama plays uh, Auburn this weekend. And, uh, Mark, to you, is Alabama in even if they lose?
3: Hey, Chris. Probably. Let me start. Oh, Mark. Let me start off, because I want to hear what Mark say a little bit longer, because... Oh, perfect. I'm, I'm okay,
1: be, James, James I'm what do you think?
3: This. Well, I don't kind of understand. I want not count Mark to to me and the college, I mean, people out there. But they got this thing with these teams, and they set up with, you know, the rival. But then they already have it set where they're in the playoff, Mark, you know, going to do a playoff. So if they win or lose, how do they get in the playoff? I mean, can you explain that, Mark?
2: Yeah, I mean it's um, it's it's a, in, a, an imperfect system for sure. I mean I, you know, I, like let's just go to eight teams and and get the, you know, the conference champion in and and three at large teams. I mean that would solve a lot of problems, honestly. Because this year, yeah, I think if Auburn wins and it's a close game, uh, and then you know, it, uh, I think whoever wins the SEC championship at that point, whether it be Georgia or Auburn, that team's in. And I think Alabama will get in at 11 and one, and I don't think Alabama's really beaten anyone this year, um, quite frankly. But I think going on reputation, at, on the eye test, you know, the quote unquote eye test. I mean, they're. I, it's hard to argue that they're not one of the best four teams in the country. Um, it would be really unfortunate, I think, if it turns out that way. Because I don't know. I, it's somebody's going to get in that, that probably doesn't deserve to get in. And, um, it's going to be really frustrating, but I think that's sadly part of kind of what makes college football kind of great and frustrating at the same time is just that there's always these arguments and it's not clear cut, you know, like in the NFL where, you know, it's just the best records go and they play in the playoffs and then whoever wins is the Super Bowl champion. You know, there's just so many, there's so much objective stuff that goes on in college and. You know somebody's definitely going to get screwed out of a, a spot, and uh, uh, I think um, you know that would be kind of I think worst case scenario really for the for the top four is if Alabama loses um, because I think they are going to going to backdoor into that thing. So, but we'll see what happens. There's a lot a lot of ball to be played. I mean, this weekend there's so many games, and and you know if, if there's an upset or two, that's really going to kind of change the balance of what's going on and. You know, um, and then you've got the the conference championship games the following week, and so there's a lot to shake out, but, um, yeah, in that scenario, I I really think that Alabama is going to get in somehow. I really do, and, uh, it's, uh, it is going to be frustrating for, for those of us that follow it closely and are annoyed by Alabama in general.
1: Yeah. So, what I said earlier was Miami, you know, had moved ahead of Clemson this week, um, I personally, I, I don't see them remaining there. You know, what, what, what's your
2: thoughts? Well, I mean, those two are going to play. Yeah, you know, so Miami's got to play Pittsburgh this week at Pitt, um, which could be tricky. You never know. Uh, they have they played really, really well at home. and They've played really well in big games, but they've tended to kind of regress towards the mean, I guess, uh, in, in games that don't matter as much and that are on the road. So. That could be a tricky situation for them. Uh, Clemson plays at South Carolina, um, you know, super hardcore rivalry there. So you never know what's going to happen there. But assuming both of those teams win, then they play each other, you know, in the ACC championship game. And so it's not going to matter second or third. Uh, One of those two teams will get in for sure. And, um, you know, there's a chance. Again, you might be looking at a one-loss Miami team, you know, up against, you know, an Alabama one last team, and if you put those two together and you're trying to come up with, you know, the fourth team or whatever to get into the playoff, you know, you look at their, look at their schedules, I mean, Miami's played by far a better schedule than, than Bama has, but, you know, they haven't won as impressively, and they don't, you know, they don't carry the same juice that, that Bama does, just in, in, you know, the past five years or so, Alabama's just really, obviously, dominated college football, so... In that case, I'm sure that Bama would get in over a one-loss Miami team. So, well, but it remains to be seen. There is a lot to a lot to sort out. This weekend is, right? I think the best football weekend, just in terms of pro and college. I mean, you gotta love it. There's games every day, Thursday through Sunday, and I'm super excited to see how it all plays out. You know what,
3: Mark? You you know better than the voters. You know that. You did not want so I wait for you to say, Wisconsin. The reason you put them in there is because you probably saying like everybody else, they had a weak schedule. But they're in the Mark. Well,
2: yeah, for sure. Why I know. Yeah, I way? mean, they, they deserve to go if they if they continue to win and they beat Auburn. Of course, they're in. Uh, even if they lose the SEC championship game at that point, I think. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if you look at like, the SEC is is really down. I don't think people. Have really grasped how how bad some of those teams are in the lower part of the SEC, and they play that you know unbalanced schedule, and so you know like they don't have to play Florida every year, for instance, and they play them like once every like six years or something. It's really and they only play you know they play the eight conference games instead of nine that, that other conferences do. So there's a lot of imbalance in college football. That's one of the frustrating things and. You know, last week that whole, I don't know if you guys were paying attention to college football last week, but it was horrible because it was like the cupcake week where, you know, yeah. Bama plays against Mercer and, uh, you know, uh, Clemson played against the Citadel and it's just, it's its silly. It's like, uh, you know, just a, just a money grab at that point. But um, yeah, it, it starts to get real this week and the next week after that is, is awesome too and you know there's going to be a lot of changes up top and um there're definitely going to be arguments for, for and against teams and it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see how it all all plays out
1: well we'll have to see what happens this weekend so for sure uh looks like uh I, I had the music in my ear so we're going to have to going to have to to go ahead Pale
2: out
1: yeah we're going to have to have to to cut the, the show off but uh, anyway Mark it's been great having you on again as always you know we love talking college football with you because you, know, you always seem to know so much more than, than anybody else when we talk talk to people about it so good to have you on
2: <laughs> hey, it's been Mark. great and I uh, hey, hope to come back again here soon and uh, it was really great talking to you all thanks again Thank Mark all absolutely right. good. Uh, thanksgiving yeah you too yeah. absolutely